You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans human. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one. But yet, I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way. All while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. So today we're really diving into like this transition from like one thing to the next thing. So maybe you've worked or still work like in a career-based field that you obtain a degree for, or maybe you're in some kind of corporate world and you're feeling pulled and or you already have been pulled to something new, but even that might have caused another transition in your life. And so with that, I bring on today's guest, Jerry, who I've known for a while now and I've experienced a few of her transitions. And in fact, she's currently in one now. And so I would like you guys to hear a little bit about her background of how she started her transition from being Thank a nurse, moving into the online you. world yeah, and so where she is today. To, so welcome to so pediatric nurse for 14 years. And to be honest, because so I'm 41, I didn't have internet growing up. And so I didn't even realize there was other options out there, right? Like I was just, people asked, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? And I was, I don't know. My mom's a nurse. So I just remember always saying, oh, I want to be a nurse. <laughs> I don't even know 100% why I decided that. And then as I got older, mm-hmm. I realized I do love working with kids. So if I'm going to be a nurse, it's going to be in pediatrics. I don't want to change adult diapers or anything. I like kids. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I just thought that was the path. Go to school, go to college, get a degree. That's just what you have to do. Work, you know, I would say nine to five, but nurse, you know, it's usually 12 hour shifts. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, I was just getting really, really burnt out. Right. It's definitely not nine to five. My time in pediatrics was pediatric oncology, which I loved, but can be super, super stressful. I was tired of the long hours. I was getting older. And so when I had my son, we made the decision that I was going to stay home. And for about, gosh, for probably about eight years before that, I had been teaching yoga, um, but I was just teaching a couple classes here and there on the side because I was working full time. And in my head, I just always thought, you know, you get paid like $20 an hour to teach yoga. That's just not the kind of lifestyle I wanted to be able to travel and do things and not stress about money. So when we made that decision for me to quit working, I was like, Now I can start teaching more. And it just made sense to figure out how to bring it online so that I could still be home with my son and we didn't have to put him in daycare. And I wasn't trying to drive all over, you know, spend my entire day in the car driving client to client to client. It just felt like I can reach more people. So I started doing that and it was yoga sculpt and health coaching. And while I did love it, I kept realizing I really, really, really want to teach more yoga teachers how to teach yoga sculpt because, so for anybody that doesn't know, it combines yoga, cardio, and strength training. And that's how I was introduced to yoga. And 
it just completely changed me both mentally and physically. I started taking care of myself, actually like caring about myself instead of just being there for the workout, you know, before it was like, I just want to get in shape and look good. And then I realized it opened me up to this whole new world. So anyways, I realized, oh my gosh, I can teach yoga teachers how to teach yoga sculpt. And then they get to pull more people like me that were originally just there for the workout and introduce them to this yoga world and all of the mental benefits and the other benefits of it. So I brought my yoga teacher training online in 2019. Mm -hmm. I feel so, so grateful that I had a little bit of experience before the world closed down in 2020. (laughs) Um, and so then with <laughs> right. trying to market my business online, signing up for business and marketing classes, I realized I really love this technical side of the marketing and just kind of geeked out on all of that stuff and became passionate about that. So there came my next transition. Where are we on now? Like transition four already? <laughs> um I started adding in business and marketing coaching specifically <laughs> for yoga teachers and health coaches that wanted to do something similar to what I was doing. And while I did love that, and I actually still have a couple of private clients, I found myself one being a little bit jaded with the whole industry. If, if I'm being honest, which we were just talking before about how it's changing in all kinds of ways, but two, I was being pulled in too many directions, trying to be a mom to two kids, trying Mm -hmm. to focus on my yoga teacher training and trying to do the marketing and business. And then I, I was just stressing myself out and realized this is not working. If I'm going to be able to show up for my family, which is most important, I can't do all this other stuff and still be okay. (laughs) So, um, so I've pulled back except for my few private clients. I'm basically yeah, just right. not marketing that part anymore. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want help, then that's awesome. And that's what's happened with a couple people. But I'm focusing more on my teacher training online. And I'm actually looking into a way, I have some ideas about how I'm actually going to kind of combine the two into one business, but I'm not quite there yet with all the details. So yeah, that's the big overview mm-hmm. of the gazillion <laughs> transitions that I've been in and just like, yeah. I mean, my son's four years old, so I feel like it's been a transition every year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think so. What I think is really unique is, is just like, yeah, right before we um, hit live, we were mm-hmm. discussing how the industry in itself is changing like a lot, like, a whole lot. And, and so I started before you, um, at least in the online coaching world was like back in 2015 and just from 2015 to 2019, the way that you approach marketing actually became different because it became more difficult. Uh, the, you know, the way that Facebook, a lot of people started jumping on the Facebook wagon, Facebook live became a thing. Cause that used to not be a thing at all. Um, I was back in the days of old school Periscope, um, that now is like ancient and I think is completely gone, but Anyway, I think what what would really stood out to me though is that I personally have been feeling the call of of people, of businesses, of us creating something in so many ways that hasn't been done before. And it actually always brings me back to this book. My husband um, was an undergrad for business and uh, it was like right before I started going to grad school for business. And there was this book he gifted me, The Blue Ocean Strategy. And 
I remember reading this book and it was basically like talking about creating something that has never been done before. And I'm like, how on the hell does anybody do this? Because we're like influenced by the world around us. But I'm noticing more and more myself included. And then hearing you say this, it's like, we're trying to do something in so many ways that bends and breaks the rules that tells you, you can't do it that way. Because I think that you can't do it that way is actually, you probably can, um, you know, and I think it's, um, really forming the truth inside of ourselves and the confidence behind ourselves that it is possible and that it is plausible. It's just like, we have to set that path of origin to do so. And I think living life more intentionally, which also brings me to something that you said of, why did you become a nurse? And you're like, well, I don't know my mom, you know, my mom. So I just did it. But then, you know, at least I picked something that I liked. And I think so many of us in the path, especially when we're trying to figure out who do we want to be when we grow up? I don't really think we actually know that. Like, I don't think we know that for a really long time. Majority of people, we don't know. And we hold on to what's really close to us. And I think it's hard for a lot of people, which I think is really beautiful. What you've been doing for yourself is transitioning without feeling like you're, I mean, not saying that you don't feel that way, but still being able to do the process with your head above water, even if you're like barely treading, you know, with your nose up, but it's like, you're, it still feels like you're going at a pretty good pace and a nice stamina through the transition of yourself. So how do you keep yourself afloat during the transition without feeling like a failure? Cause that's where I find a lot of people get stuck is they don't want to release and they don't want to let go and they stay. Yeah, in the I mean, how I definitely you don't have been able to honor out, that. Right? Aspect it's of just yourself? kind of a day by day. What I've, I think I've really learned to just listen to myself and to know myself because I used to just, sit in it and not actually do anything. And then I've started to realize, okay, these are the symptoms that I have. If that looks like I'll stare at the TV way more or at my phone way more and it's my way of zoning out. And now I can catch myself doing that stuff and think, okay, wait a minute. Why am I actually doing this? What do I need to change? And if I'm being totally honest, when you reached out and said, do you want to be on my podcast? My initial thought was, I can't go on our podcast because I'm in this transition phase and I'm supposed to be the successful business owner. And then I'm going to get on here and tell people, Oh, I'm actually completely changing my business. And I've changed it like three times over the past four years. And then it hit me even through all those changes. If I hadn't taken that first step, if I hadn't quit my job, even though it was so freaking scary I would not have learned so much about myself that I know now. I wouldn't have ever pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I would have just still been going in that day to day, just wake up, go to work, come home, make dinner, you know, yeah, the monotony. And I just realized with Mm -hmm. every change, it's Mm -hmm. not bad. It's me getting out of my comfort zone and learning more about myself and just like evolving as a human. And I'm not going to do that if I'm sitting in, burnout mode all the time. I just have to kind of figure out what happens if it's journaling. Like you, you would always tell me to journal and I always was so resistant to it just because what's the the point. (laughs) But now I actually make myself, (laughs) I shouldn't say every single night because sometimes if I'm super tired, I listen to my body and just go to sleep. But yeah, but I t- try to always take a few minutes yeah. to do my Which is also honoring yourself. Like a two-minute yeah. meditation. 
just all the little things that I didn't do make such a big difference now. Yeah, that's awesome. And and so like what I'm hearing is like what, what really caught my attention is actually something I do myself is you've noticed patterning in your behaviors. And because our patterning, patterning, mm-hmm. pattern, whatever, you know the word, it creates redundancy and habits of avoidance of what's actually in front of us. So you've been able to become so self-aware inside yourself, which may not always be for those of you that are like, oh, well, I caught myself after three weeks. Okay, cool. It's like honor that you caught yourself because I don't always immediately catch myself because I, I can be stubborn. Oh, yeah. I do like, that too. I, I even yeah. have the awareness that I know what I'm doing and I'm just kind of like F it. And I still stay in the pattern, you know? And it, I think we have to honor that too because like when we're in those moments of discomfort and discord and frustration, there's also still so much to be learned because mm-hmm. one of the polarity of life of everything isn't always going to be such like a linear, clear sailing path. So with the discomfort comes learning with the, with the discomfort comes change. And with the change means comes evolution of self, which is really what we're all desiring because we do want something more. And it's not always in terms of, of money, wealth, and status. I think we want more because we realize how like sheltered, limited, and hidden we've been. Like I, I call it like our own, like we're chipping away this cave we've been hiding in. And it's like with each decision and each each uncomfortable step we make, it's like one like the hole is getting larger and larger and larger and larger to where one day, yeah, this whole new world exists outside of ourselves. And I think the reason why it doesn't happen overnight is that would be really like shell shock to go, you know what I mean? It's almost like somebody that's been captive under underground for years. If you just expect them to just interact in society normally the next day, like I know that's extreme, but they wouldn't be able to handle it. Like they might not even know how to communicate properly or interact or how is the sun. So if we take that on an energetic dynamic or a communicable dynamic of how we interact with people, I think that's why we have the gradual, sometimes painstaking change. Or when we think we're on a charted path that's Mm -hmm. correct, I think it just meets us where we are in that moment of what like our mind, our ego can handle because if not, it can be even more overwhelming and, and cause us really to shut down energetically, emotionally, physically, and mentally. And I think our bodies do do that, which is another thing we talked about before we got on is I think our bodies do show us those signs and then we do form the habits. And I think sometimes they don't have to get so extreme. It can be a matter of us zoning out through technology because I know I do it. But I've also found a balance because I used mm-hmm. to find myself shaming myself for doing that. Um, like the shame aspect whenever I was resting. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, can I by conscious <laughs> choice choose? Cause there are sometimes some really good shows I like to watch on Netflix. Right. Um, you know, or sometimes I enjoy perusing Instagram or whatever. There's some great video content out there. Um, or TikTok. Cause I used to be like anti TikTok and I- I've learned so much about responsive parenting from TikTok. Um, and so anyway, without going on a tangent about that is like, I now can catch myself and I'm like, okay, am I consciously choosing to, this is my period of rest and recuperation. And this is the choice that I'm choosing to do so because we don't have to do it a certain way. Like we know we don't have to journal every night, meditate every night. Some people do. I don't, I don't particularly need to do that every night. I do it when I feel called to. And, and sometimes just that hour, sometimes three hours of, uh, you know, watching Netflix is like just what I needed, you know, like literally just what I needed, giving myself that permission to just 
be, you know, like, I think we put all this pressure of what it needs to look like and how it needs to go. And I think that's also what's, if we want to tie into your yoga sculpt, because I, I remember a few years ago when we were talking about people, oh, when you were running ads also, by the way, Jerry and I was in a program together. That's how we met a couple years ago. And, um, people would hate on her comments sometimes. I was like, this isn't yoga. This isn't yoga. And it's like, okay, people like there is other ways of doing things. And I think that's another, which is what I want to kind of dive into is, is just that in itself of, of how many ways something can be. It's just what you want to do with it. Because for you, mm-hmm. it actually changed your life because it changed you. It changed you as a person with so much substance, not just the physicality of what it maybe gave you more muscles or physique. Mm-hmm. It was like, or, or even flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I and in so many ways started to bring you inner peace. And, is and my balance. gateway drug to the yoga world, which then opened up this entire world of just uh self-awareness and spirituality and just mentally treating myself better and you know of course i'm we were talking about this too (laughs) for the for they were usually our own harshest critics and that absolutely still happens but i've learned better ways to handle it right and i think that's the biggest thing you were asking me earlier about how I know, you know, when I'm in that burnout and how it's okay to change is that now I have the more self-awareness to say, okay, it is okay to change something. That's what we are here to do or what I believe that we're here to do is to grow. And if we're doing the same thing over and over again, then there's no way that we can ever grow. So just kind of sit in that yes. feeling and, and go with it. And see what happens because I would, if you would have told me 10 years ago yeah. that I would be, would have had an online business, would have been speaking in front, I was terrified to speak in front of people, like in social studies, even like four or five people, I would like stay super quiet. So if you were told me that I was going to go live in front of hundreds of people, I would be like, you lost your mind. <laughs> that is, there's no way that is ever happening. So like you were saying earlier about, uh, you know, it has to happen <laughs> gradually over time because if it all happened at once, yeah. If you would have just stuck me in front of a hundred people 10 years ago, I probably would have mm-hmm. ran off the stage throwing up, <laughs> but because it happened in little tiny increments, then now it just feels natural to, to be okay talking to even this podcast. I probably would have been like, absolutely not. Sorry. And had a gazillion excuses of why I couldn't show up because it would have terrified me that much. So, yeah. 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 It's like, I call it, um, my own definition of this is like building your confidence stamina, you know, like just like somebody that has the goal and they want to go, I don't know, run, you know, like run a a 5k. It's like, if you don't run and you're not physically active whatsoever, and you've been a couch potato, is it possible that you get to run in the 5k? Totally. Hands down. Yes. I mean, people do it all the time. You could go become a marathon runner if you want to, but you can't just do it in that moment. You have to start like gradually getting there. And I think if we realize like that flex is needed, like the bend and flex and the pause and the break, just like if, if any of which, um, I don't know if all, I mean, I know not all people have, mm-hmm. but like when you work out with weights, that's what the re- the rest period is so important for is for the gains. Like in the rest you gain, you know, and, and a lot of times we want the push and the push and the push, but like without the ecosystem, that that balance, 
like you can't literally grow like you can't grow and and I know like it's mm-hmm. kind of silly talking about like muscles but like it I mean it really is the same thing like your mind is a muscle and 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 maybe it's not growing in the way that we do a bicep but like it is still growing because it's growing from the world of comfort and and that's the same thing that like ties into everything when people want something to change or they want to call something into their life you can't be the same person you've been in order to do that because when you are the same person you're only going to get what you've got and then you're then get cyclical or really negative or pessimistic viewpoints of this is what the universe is doing to me but it's only because you're forcing and trying to maintain that state of comfort. You're staying in the cave, but bitching that there's no light. You're not even trying to chip away. Yeah, but it's hard, but it's going to take a long time. Slow and steady wins the race, you know? And I know it always feels like we're competing and we're always looking for this ending. But like when we just like, at least for me, I just treat it legitimately one day at a time as much as I can. And I, I have had to be very easy on myself because I used to be so hard on myself mentally and beat myself up for what everything I was not, that we don't take that time to focus on what we already are. You know, just making that choice that you want to start running a 5k just because you can't do it today doesn't mean that like you're nothing, you're nobody and you can't achieve something. It's just like, start where you are now. Ask yourself, how do you feel today? Not just how do you want to feel tomorrow? If you honor the emotion today, if you honor where you are in your business today or the want of having a business today, you can get so much further Mm -hmm. tomorrow and then the next day and the next day and the next day. And that's just us taking that little whatever chisel and tap, 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 tap. Because all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, this never opening. Tap, tap, tap. And it's like, oh, I see a pinhole of light. You're going to be so excited. You're going to be ecstatic because you saw like you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> that felt so redundant. And once that little pinhole comes through, may have been the smallest moment in your business or, or even in your thoughts you know, maybe you finally got down the block without stopping, you know, maybe you had a, uh, you jogged for three minutes without walking. It's a huge monumental step. My health coaching business online, I would have never realized, oh, I can do my yoga teacher training online, right? It was like every step evolved. And if I hadn't done that first step, I wouldn't know what was coming next. So Yeah. And I, I, that's just it. We always, I think that's what you have to remind yourself guys. Like when you're looking at people mm-hmm. in business or wherever they are, especially if they've, we're just going to call it when they've made it or our perception of them making it is it's not where they started. It's not. And, and I don't think anyone really is an overnight success of any sort, because like a lot of the people, even if you think of like musicians and stuff and they tell their story, it's like, yeah, now mm-hmm. they're huge. But how many years did they sing in like dive bars or at birthday parties or only in their bedroom for themselves? You know, how many times did they get rejected? How many times did they not try out because they were so scared? And I mean, it's like me, I can actually go all the way back to 2008 is when I first started at least technically online business and I was doing graphic design and then (laughs) it took me two years to finally become profitable. And I started selling wooden rubber stamps. Like, and how am I doing what I'm doing today? The evolution of me, because really the one thing that changed besides the literacy of business changing was I learned to love myself. I learned to like myself. And because of that, I discovered like new ways to do life. You know, like when we really start looking inside of ourselves and, and giving ourselves compassion 
and grace, like a whole new world gets to form. And and one, sometimes we realize like we've been making it harder mm-hmm. than it needs to be. But yeah. two, we also give ourselves the ability yeah, to try something new. You hit the nail you know, on the head with or, compassion. Or invent giving something ourselves new. compassion and just kind of going with the flow. I think in that respect, I'm really lucky that I naturally tend to just go with the flow. And I know for some people that's a lot harder. But no matter where you are, so because I go with the flow, sometimes I'm not as organized as a lot of other people. So I have to give myself compassion in that sense. So it's always, like you said, always all about just loving yourself and giving yourself some grace Mm -hmm. to just figure it out and know even 10 years from now probably will not be the last iteration of my business. It'll probably be something totally different. Correct. Yeah, I know. And that's the beauty, though, of life, you know, like, especially those of us that are parents, it's like right when we learn how to parent the toddler or the baby, they're a toddler. And right when we like, oh, I mastered the toddler and their emotions, they're now like, oh, yo, mom, I'm not a toddler anymore. Like, I'm a kid, you know, (laughs) and then the kid turns into a teenager and so forth. And it's like, we can't, we can't do the same exact thing. It doesn't work the same way because they're evolving, they're changing, they're exploring, you know, and it's like just breathing to the change, breathing to the openness instead of this constriction of constantly trying to stay like, you know, like I got to be this one way. It's like, let's just ebb and flow this ebb and flow. Like I'm I'm here for the polarity. I'm here for the change. I'm here for the experience. I love learning through learning comes discomfort. I love discomfort because at some point this becomes a secondary way of living, like a normal way of life. This becomes a state of comfort after a while because my first live stream panic attack. I was on five minutes sweating profusely. Like I had sweat. (laughs) on my shirt I was only on for about like three and a half minutes and I deleted that bitch when I was done it was on periscope um hyperventilated basically after and I am not exaggerating not exaggerating whatsoever and it took I think like I did it like a week later I tried again still horrible like talk so fast I talk fast naturally to begin with but I talk like 10 times faster I don't think anybody even understood me and it's just it was a gradual occurrence and in really what it was I was scared to show up on camera because I was scared to be me. I was scared I was going to be made fun of. I was scared I wasn't smart enough. I was scared I wasn't worthy of what I was talking about. So I felt like an imposter. I felt like a fraud. Every time I hit go, I thought of all the people that were be- that I thought were better than me, that were more experienced than me. Who am I to talk about this? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And then eventually I switched the script. Who am I not to? Who am I not? Because there's an audience out there that might be more relatable Mm -hmm. to me because I am closer to their level than the person that's been out for 15 years or that's on TV or whatever they're doing, you know? And it's like, that's what we also have to remind ourselves is there's always somebody that's right where we are or a step below, or they think they're a step below us or are far away from us and that we're ahead of them. And it's like, if we can just be people talking to people and, and through conversation, we learn through conversation, we teach and without having all this pressure that it needs to be so formal, it needs to be so perfect. It needs to be so organized. It needs to be so structured. And it's like, just look, I, I know there's still sustainability involved. I agree there, Susan, but it's, it's still, I think if we respect 80% self, it would be much more organic and much more fluid and to where we even give ourselves permission to be like, I feel like complete shit today. 
Um, I did show up on the video, but I'm not going to stay on the video like I thought I would. So I'm showing up. I'm letting you guys know I'm not feeling so hot today or you might not even go that far. You might have to send an email. Actually, you had an, I just really, you had an experience like that not long ago, <laughs> you know, um, because of, a, you know, your body was like, yeah, no, hello. You know? <laughs> nope. Um, you know, and it's like how we we're hard on ourselves because we want that push because it's like, there's that coach or there's that person. We watched a video or read a book or something. And they're like, you fight through this, no matter, even if you're bleeding and decapitated, yeah. you show up on that video if you want it. And it, yeah. I think that's not going to, yeah. Come. And it took like, me a long time rest. to figure rest, out child, rest. that <laughs> I was hiding behind teaching yoga. And what I mean by that is I was showing up and only teaching the postures or the exercises or whatever kind of class it was. I wasn't letting any of myself come through. And I was doing that in my classes and I was doing that in my business because it just felt so much safer to not actually show people the real me. And then when I started actually opening up and talking a little bit. That's when my business started to grow. <laughs> I actually was the real me. And then what you were referring to is, yeah, just a couple of months ago, I was mm -hmm. supposed to host a class to promote my teacher training. And I woke up with mastitis that morning. So I had a high fever and chills and I was just miserable. And if that would have happened a year ago, I probably, I would have made myself do it anyways. And then I probably would have been <laughs> a lot sicker. And I can't tell you how many, um, emails or just little messages like that I got like hope you're yeah. feeling better you know take care of yourself thank you so much for like that message to let us know that it's okay to listen to your body and I would have been scared to do that a year ago so mm -hmm. so yeah you're so right yeah yeah. It, I mean, it just, we have to be okay with being human. Like we're human. Even if we're teaching people, even if they've hired us for something, like we're people, we have lives like, and, and yes, some of us have kids or husbands or wives or partners or whatever. And we still, at the end of the day, we're, we have ourself. And, and I think that has to be, you have to put yourself first. Like even I mean, in anything that we do, our, our mind, our mind, our mental well-being, and then our physical, you know, status and state, it's like when those things are really strong and those things are really open, I find the rest of the stuff just yeah. works. And like you're saying, you, you realize the disconnect of all it is, is just not honoring self, you know, causes the disconnect in the energy and the, in the flow because it's more resistance of, ah, 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 like, ah, it's me. But it's like, that's exactly what people want. People want you and more and more with this transition, this huge pivot the world's going through is if you look at everything beyond the C word and you look at the rest of the stuff, what people are really trying to scream from the rooftops beyond all the division, in my opinion, is look at me as a person. Treat me like an individual. Stop classifying me and stigmaing me and stereotyping me. Like I'm just a person. And I'm probably just a person just like you trying to figure out this thing called life. And I'm probably just a person just like you trying to figure out who I'm supposed to be when I grow up and how I'm supposed to feel and what decisions I'm supposed to make without shaming myself or thinking I'm supposed to make them. You know, and I think the world is just craving not just authenticity and integrity. I think, I think the world is just craving self to be self and in this path of origin that is all going to be so uniquely created through our own, you know, 
our own sense of being, you know, like in so many ways we're respecting yeah. the thumbprint. That's so, so lame But I mean, if you think of, we all have this unique thumbprint and it's so super cool and it's been on us this whole time, but we're like, it's a thumb. Like, you know, it's a finger. It's just, I mean, yeah, there's lines there. I mean, when you look far away, it doesn't look like there's anything. And the closer you look, and as you know, if you're like really <laughs> go in with a magnifying glass or something, it's like, there is like a bazillion little things going on in this thing. Like, what if, and it's just like mm-hmm. the speck of the universe, you know, like there's one little ant, like what's going on in their colony? But you zoom out and zoom out and zoom out. Like you're that unique, like a fingerprint, but like, we just make it seem so ordinary. But like, we're not, mm-hmm. I think we're really extraordinary. And I think we are, when we really own ourselves, we're going to feel super weird. But there's a, I wish I could remember the definition. There's literally like a definition of what weird means. Yeah. And it's actually not a bad thing. It's like a really good thing, you know? And so I've been like, hell yeah, I'm weird. Um, I like being weird. When I'm not weird, I'm like, something's wrong. <laughs> so so anyway, as we wrap this up today, if, if you have some money in your world right now that what would you tell somebody, whether they're in a career or in the online space, what is just, what is your word of advice if they're stuck and they're scared to pivot? Oh, I mean, like the short answer is I would say just do it because like, when you you're 80 them? years old, you're not going to regret trying, right? You're going to regret not trying. Um, the longer answer, and this is something that I've really been working on trying to remind myself over and over and over again is that I am not my thoughts. So all those fears and beliefs and all the stuff that was all programmed in me wasn't actually me. So how can I just let those fears and doubts go? Because that's not me. And I heard somebody, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to the other day, but they were like, you wouldn't identify as just your hand, would you? You're not just your hand. What's more important, your hand or your leg? Well, they're both pretty important. You would, <laughs> And so it's the same thing. How can you identify as only your mind? Because that's all right. stuff that was programmed into you your entire life and not actually you. So, so the longer answer is just constantly reminding yourself that all of those fears and doubts aren't actually you. So if this is something that you think you really want, just go explore it. And the worst thing that could happen is, oh, I don't like that. But guess what? Just like my journey, you'll probably find out what you want to do next because you took that first step. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That That is the answer is sometimes you just have to take the first step because if you don't, you'll never, you'll never ever know what could be behind yes. the door and to let go and yes. give yourself permission that the next step isn't the final destination. It's the exploration. Your next step is your exploration into the identity of you and the exploration of self, (laughs) not an end date, not a final destination. Like let that go (laughs) because I think that's the constraint that you hold to yourself. So just evolve guys, evolve and pivot. And, and Jerry and myself are perfect (laughs) examples of where we started. Isn't where we are today. And I guarantee you, if you hit us up in about five years, we're probably going to be in different places too. And I think it's, it's, it's perfectly okay, in fact. And and I think the world needs more permission to just be and, and give ourselves that grace to evolve because we don't know who the hell we are majority of our lives. Like we don't even realize what we get to be. 
And we're still discovering that. We're still unlayering that with each and every experience that we have and each and every encounter we we have, whether it's with our kids or families or strangers or just hitting live. Um, we learn something about ourselves and we gain something. And that's that quality that is just, to me, like the epitome of everything of life, of of what we get to be is, is why we're here. You know, like we we're learning not for other people. We're learning Thank you so for much ourselves. for having me. So it was a pleasure having you on the show. Anyway, I think it was great sharing your story. Um, if you guys want to follow up on Jerry, I'll have her information on the um, website and you can find her and follow her if you want to learn more about her and what she does. Now, listen, the mind is the hardest thing that we are ever, ever overcoming. And so I know that, at least for me, I've needed support along the way. And we have just that in my Chivaluna Collective community. It's an affordable $7 a month, easy peasy. And if I ever sell a workshop or anything like that, if you buy that, you have access for life. Okay. Like come get, come find a thing, explore yourself, give yourself the advantage to get your light into the world. Go to shivaluna.com for more information. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.